Hello and welcome to Whispers in a Bottle, Grown Talk Cocktail Fridays. A show about empowering and motivating you to broaden your mind. Now, here is your host, Sonia Luray. Good afternoon, Whispers, and welcome to another fabulous episode of Whispers in a Bottle, Grown Talk Cocktail Fridays. I am your host, Sonia LaRae, lifestyle relationship counselor, fashion psychologist, educator, and motivational speaker. Oh, my goodness, Whispers. I hope you all have had a great week and that you're ready for today's episode. I have to tell you, my week has been really great, and truly, it has been packed. So, you know, when I get to come in here into our safe zone, this is the place and the space that I love to be in. So don't forget, I'd love for you to call in with your, with your questions. And, you know, if you want to kind of ask me something with regards to this topic today, please do not be afraid to call in. Or, you know, like I always tell you every week, that Blog Talk Radio has our back with the live chat box. But you can call in at 516-595-8091. Again, that is 516 516- Five nine five eight zero nine one, and as I stated, you can drop your comments or your questions if you want me to repeat something in the chat box because it is live, and I monitor a great chat box. But wait, did you guys get your cocktail or your mocktail of this episode? <laughs> Listen, I thought we needed something that could really stand up to this topic, but this beautiful drink does just that. It's pretty, but it also has a little edge to it, too. So if you didn't get the cocktail or the mocktail of this episode, well, guess what, guys? You are missing it. You have missed out. So make sure that you click the live link that's in the description box. And subscribe to this fabulous newsletter of ours, The Whisperers Exchange. I'm telling you, you're missing out. And you know, we always have great content in there, special features and everything. So I'd love to have you be a part of the community. Oh, my goodness. So are you ready to get into today's discussion? tell you that this may be a trigger. So some of you that aren't ready for this discussion, you may need to shut it down until you're ready for it. And this way you can really prepare your mind, your heart, and to be able to walk into such a dynamic, powerful discussion like what we're going to have here today. Because I placed enough time and space in here for us to be able to ingest this information because it's powerful and something as deep as diagnosis recovery from infidelity needs our time. So, you know, I like to start each of our episodes with a clear meaning and understanding, and this is no different. So we're going to get the meaning and understanding of two different words. Okay. So the first one that we're going to get the meaning of is infidelity. And that's the action or state of being unfaithful to a spouse or other sexual partner. So let me give you to that, give that again. So infidelity means the action or state of being unfaithful to a spouse or other sexual partner. And the other word that we're really going to lean into and understand is recovery. So recovery is the action or process of recovery. regaining of something stolen or lost. Ooh, that's deep, right? Let me tell you again. The recovery means the action or process of regaining of something stolen or lost. So, you know, whispers, I don't know if you know or realize that cheating is one of the deepest violations in a relationship. One of the deepest ones. It cuts deeper than anything. And I cannot begin to say how many letters oh we have received regarding this particular topic, how many of my clients I see that have faced this horrible diagnosis, even discussions that I have in other spaces, uh, roundtables that I have conducted, boot camps that I have run, that I get this particular topic often. And I know that this isn't an easy conversation to have or even to admit to your mate or even maybe to admit to yourself even that you have done this. 
But today we're going to walk into this, and I mean, this, we're going to discuss fully and tran- have full transparency here. So that's why I said, if you're not ready, it's okay, but you have to realize that you have to uh, take baby steps to be able to really deal with this fully. So infidelity can and will shatter the trust, the intimacy that is crucial for a healthy relationship. But it is possible to, you know, survive and even thrive after infidelity. It really is truly, you're able to really recover. And I know that might sound so far-fetched right now, especially if you're right in the thick of things, but you really can. And for the lifeline not to be shut off or die, it requires that you are going to have to put in earnest, honest work. Wait, let me go back again. So for this and the lifeline not to be snuffed out, not to die, it means that you are required. It's a requirement that you must put forth honest, earnest work. (laughs) The only way that you can really get a pulse back on that relationship. See, this discussion made me think about a discussion that happened a few a few years ago with uh, Jada Pinkett Smith. Uh, she had stated that she was in an entanglement. And I know you all probably remember that, and everyone stated she was sidestepping and she was just a cheater. But guess what, Whispers? Jada didn't sidestep anything, much like your mate, They have gotten caught up in an entanglement. See, what you all may not have realized what she used was the proper verbiage because entanglement means a complicated or compromising relationship or situation. So she told the truth. She had got herself wrapped up into something that was beyond words. And that's what some of you all have done. And that's what some of you all are doing. You have gotten yourself entangled with something that is bigger and is thirsty and hungry and has a life of its own beyond what you even thought. So see, she used the right verbiage. It just wasn't impacting. It seemed like she was trying to skid over it or sugarcoat what had happened. And even her own husband, which was like, what? An entanglement? Is that what we're going to call it? And she said, well, yes. And it took him a minute. It took him back. He was sitting there like, okay. So it means that, which is exactly what you have, you know, done. And what happens is we got to really make sure that we're not using the wrong verbiage. And a lot of times verbiage that comes up was, you know, it was a mistake. See, infidelity wasn't and isn't a mistake. Because You know it's going to hurt your mate. You know that you are betraying someone. You know that this person is not the person that you said, I do to, I will with, or I have a relationship, family, or whatever with. So stop calling and saying things that's not true. Mistakes are done unknowingly. They are done by accident. You didn't fall in bed with this person by accident. You didn't just be like, okay, you know, um, look, by mistake, I'm going to sleep with you today. No. See, so let's put it where it really is. You got entangled into something. So that's how we're going to really be honest to bring forward so we can get that lifeline. Don't forget, we are doing deep CPR on our relationship today. And so when you're doing CPR, that requires that you put the work in because you got to get that heart beating. And it takes action on your part. It takes commitment and it takes honesty. So, whispers, we aren't going to minimize what this topic is, but what we are going to do is give a prescription to help you on your road to recovery, tell you that for the recovery to happen and to work, both parties, both parties, have to have a shared desire 
to work on the relationship and to start mending the damage that has been done or is being done. And this is a real question that you will have to ask your partner if they are willing to move into recovery with you. That's not just a given. I said I was sorry. But, you know, simple sorries don't take care of everything. Simple sorries don't wash away pain. Simple sorries don't cut so deep as what betrayal does. So, see, it requires that now we have to go to that person and we have to see if they're willing to do the work that's necessary for that lifeline to continue. You may be surprised that the person says no. I'm not. I have worked. I have run. I have traveled. I have carried. And then you say to them, but are you willing to let me run? Are you willing to let me carry? Are you willing to let me struggle? Are you willing to let me beg and thrive and come back into your forgiveness? And that person may say yes, but you must do the work. I have to see you doing the work. See, this discussion is that powerful. That's why I said transparency is going to be had in this discussion. I'm not going to sugarcoat things. I'm not going to hold your hand. I'm not going to bring in things of like, oh, but you can survive and this can't. No, we have to be honest when we got something so powerful, like when we're diagnosing a major illness and how are we going to aggressively treat it so we can start to heal or start that therapy to get that person up and walking and thriving again. Because, see, it's not just on one side of the table. It's both sides of the table. A horrible infliction of a wound has been hit by both people. Shrapnel has shredded this whole relationship. And so there's casualties on both sides. And so it requires something of us. It requires something of them. So that's why we got to move with this integral part of the discussion. See, with this being said, Whispers, there is a sustainable amount of metal, mental, emotional, and psychological work that has to be done on both sides of the table. See, especially with the infidel or the cheater. I want to set the table for us to be able to move into exploring the step-by-step ways a couple can survive infidelity and to start the recovery process. And in making a genuine attempt to overcome cheating in a relationship, there are three factors to consider regarding the aspects of infidelity. Three factors. So the first one is identifying. The second one is understanding, and the third is resolving. So look, those factors, if you miss them or you really want to get more of a clarity on it, pin mark the episode here. We are at that 313 marker. So you can come back and pick it up again so you can really get it to really kind of start to embed into this kind of blaze into your heart and your mind. Because some things have to really settle with us. When we first hear it, we may hear it. That's it. We're not really taking it in, so it requires that skill of listening. And sometimes that skill of listening means that we have to come back, play it again, so we can pick up the jewels that are being deposited. And sometimes it requires that those keys, those master keys, have to start to unlock the chambers, the corridors, the hallways, the secret compartments of the heart, mind, and soul for you to capture it. So let me give it to you. We're going to consider three aspects. And it's important to take an honest approach to identifying the reason why, first and foremost, why the infidelity occurred in the first place. The who, what, where's, and why. This requires you being honest with not just your mate, but more so Y-O-U. Because if you don't become honest with yourself, this will happen again and again and again. 
do you see the so ridiculous merry-go-round ride that you're on? And each time you say you will never do it again, and each time you say you're sorry and you go and repeat it, you're still on that roller coaster and you're still on that merry-go-round seeing the same sights. So you've got to be honest and transparent even with yourself. So that identifying is a key element. And you will lose the people that supposedly mean so much to you if you don't start really being transparent. You may need to look at it if it was due to, like, emotional attraction. Maybe it was due to retaliation from past hurts. Or you did this to me, so now I'm doing this to you. Loss of sexual desire or interest. You have to identify what exactly is the cause. So just like with a sickness or when you go to the doctor and they're trying to figure out what is happening with you and they do all that blood work on you, it's so they can identify what is wrong. And so it requires that you sit in a deeper space and place of why. And sometimes when we sit in that place of why is the scariest place we can ever be in. Because that's where that voice of inner self has to come up and it comes out and it could be really like, woo. But it is impactful because we need to heal. But in that healing process, it allows us also to start to bridge the gap that has been placed between you and that special person. Someone that you said you valued. Someone you said you love. Someone that you said you can walk the mile for, give your life for, build a fortune and a future, have children with. That's what this is about. See, next is to make a serious attempt to understand the condition that may have cultivated an opportunity for the affair. After identifying the whys and the wherefores and each member of the relationship must be willing to understand what role, if any, because not everybody has a role in why a person has cheated. Every complication in a relationship with a couple is not because part A and part B, this is this, that is that. No, sometimes you are the sole owner of your wrong. And you cannot pass that on to the next person, even though you will try to, you have to own it. Put those ugly shoes on that you bought that nobody asked you to buy and own it. See, that's when you start the growth process. That's when you're healing. Because each had in this specific development in their relationship take ownership of what they haven't and haven't have and haven't done. If a person has not been there or they have been alienating themselves or maybe they have just been disconnected or whatever the case may be, own your part. Own it. Yeah, that was me. I did that 100%. And I don't have an excuse for it. I don't have a real good reason why I did this. But guess what? This is what I did and this is how I'm going to take ownership of it. And I'm sorry because guess what? Did not deserve that. And you have shown up and you've been there. But if there's fault on both sides of the table, the other person has to say, you know what, I, I haven't been there and I, I, I haven't even acknowledged you or appreciated you or shown you that I really love you and still love you. Because, see, that's the two-way street of a relationship that is healthy, a relationship that needs to mend, a relationship that can grow, and a relationship that can get past infidelity. See, everybody really kind of down Jada and Will. And they said, oh, it's just for the cameras, it's the smoke and mirrors and all this other stuff. And that could be really the case, but each one stands in there perspective and their space of saying that this relationship is how they love and how they need. And is it a healthy way that maybe you and I look at it? No. But is it the way that they look at it that makes them feel loved and connected to the person? Maybe that's the case. Maybe that's how they do it. 
But for you and I that are in relationships that are real relationships, we cannot just have entanglements and we cannot just have surface relationships that I'm on this coast, you're on that coast, but we're committed to each other. That doesn't work like that. Because in real life, that's not how life is. As husband and wife, we are in the same house, same that place, same that channel. You go to work, I go to work, or maybe you're a housewife and he's he's the uh, breadwinner or maybe vice versa. Maybe she's the breadwinner and you're the house husband. So it doesn't really matter. But our lives are different. They're not like that. So it requires something deeper on our part. And our lives are not just pass by. We don't just kind of see each other as a pass by. We should see each other in a deeper realm, in a deeper, deeper space. That love, love is an action. And it causes certain things to bubble forth and manifest because that's how powerful it is. See, whispers, the work is necessary to have a recovery plan that is effective. And I want to give you all some master keys that will help you to start the process. So before we really get into the master keys, I think this is a great place and space for us to hear a word from our sponsor. La Paz Image Consultants is your full-service international luxury agency working with clients from the inside out. If you're ready to ignite your passion, tap into your signature style, build on your relationships, then you need to book your consultation today at www.lapazimageconsultant.com. La Paz Image Consultant, where everything is fabulous. Oh, whispers, welcome back. You know, before the break, I stated we were going to get into our master keys. And that may be able to assist us on the recovery from infidelity. So, you know, I always tell you guys to bring your proverbial keychains with you because our keychains go hand in hand. And a lot of times the keys that I give you already in other discussions are going to work with the keys that we're going to use to open up the corridors and hearts in our in our heart and our mind. So it requires action on our part. But let me just tell you guys something. In this discussion, too, I want you to realize that you cannot just sit on the sideline as an observer and as, you know, someone who is just wishful in hoping that this all blows away. Because it doesn't. And every time that we sit or we tell people that we're sorry, but then we repeat practices, It makes us like a liar. It doesn't make us like. It is. We are. We're liars. And so which in turn means that the person has to also reestablish trust with you. So we're going to get into things that are really going to work and that are going to cause you to really start to build on the bridge that has been broken. And some of you all even have walls that there's water that's being held back that can just take out a whole city and that's starting to really have severe leaks and the floodwaters are starting. But now we're going to try to get in there and really fix it because Band-Aids don't work. They don't hold back pressure. They cannot sustain a healthy, moving, active relationship. So let me just say that before we get into these master keys. So your first master key goes along with even that first half of those three elements that we talked about. Always comes back to honesty and communication. And it always lays in between these two steady pillars. These are real pillars in a relationship. See, honesty and communication is the key so you know that you are, the first step in surviving infidelity is to be completely transparent. You've got to, first of all, admit to what you did. You've got to come clean. 
And even if your mate doesn't know, I guarantee somewhere in their heart, in their in their feeling deep in the pit of them, something is not right, but they just can't put their finger on it. But you know exactly what you have done. You know exactly what you're doing. And so for you to even have that honesty and come to them and to tell them, oh, yes, you've got to be ready because they're going to be angry. They're going to be hurt. But you must stand in that integral part of honesty and communication. And this means owning up to the cheating, owning up to your mess, being transparent about the aspects of the affairs, the do's, the don'ts. And I stress, do not, do not minimize your actions. Well, it just was once. I don't care if it was just a, a one time, if it was just a moment or whatever. It's, it's not a just when it's in your relationship. There's no just when it comes to something like this. So honesty can and will be painful, but it's essential. It's essential in rebuilding anything. You know, you have to allow your partner to express themselves, and you need to express yourself as well. So that's where that effective communication is going to come in as well. And you have to be willing to validate their feelings and listen without a rebuttal. Trust me, you're going to want to try to rebut things or come to your defense, but what defense do you really have other than, yes, you are right, I did this, I am wrong. And that's going to hurt you deeply. And don't, don't think that it's not. Because it is, it's going to be like, oh, my word, the pain. Because that's how it is. And, you know, a lot of times when I have this discussion with clients, they tell me about the look on their mate's face. And when I looked at their face, oh, my goodness, the, the, it just shattered me. And I, I didn't know what to say or what to do. And I asked them in that moment that you were in that space and place and being honest and transparent, and you did see that face, what did it make you want for them? Or what did it make you feel for your mate? And they said they felt embarrassment. They felt like they just wanted to go and just hug them and just tell them that how sorry they were and that it's going to be okay, but they knew right now that they couldn't because they couldn't even assure them of that because they didn't know where to go with all of it. But see, sometimes when we just say we're sorry and allow that person to cry and allow them to have that anger and be so, like, disgusted and, and broken in that space and that place, but we are accepting and taking our part in our role and not running away from it or shutting it down, it also shows them that you are standing there in the integral part of that honesty and that communication that you want to work now. You want to fight, and you were sorry for bringing this to their door. Oof. Whispers, I can't begin to tell you. This discussion fires me up. I think as I work with clients and the things that I build within the relationship, lifestyle counseling and everything. It makes me even more passionate for what I do and what I have with clients that are married that are struggling with certain aspects. Because, see, infidelity happens, but it's the way that you deal with it and how you're going to recover from it. Or will you always be the one that will just give up and give in? But if you're one that wants to fight, huh? You get a good therapist, we're going to plant feet and we're going to fight with you and help you to dig deep and move for yourself and your partner because you deserve that fighting chance. But the tools and the master keys have got to come together, So, which requires that second master key of seeking support. And guess what? You cannot recover on your own. I don't care if this is your first time going through infidelity and you go and you're like so like getting that trans transparency, the honesty, the talk and everything, but you never address the whys, the wheres of the hows and how you can really uproot it and not get caught up again. I guarantee you'll fall back into it again. 
So it requires due diligence. It requires a good support system. And as therapists, that's what we are. We, we have no judgment there. You know, it, it is not our place in our space to do that. But it is our place in our space to help you to walk. You won't even be walking at first. You are just dragging your body along. And that's where you are. And then you're going to get to that crawl. And as you get to that crawl and we're like, you got this, go, you got it. You feel yourself starting to get sturdy enough to really start to stand up on those legs and take that first stand and you like stand there and you fall back down a little bit, but you're getting back up because you got that support system under you. And the guidance that is being led that you are getting clarity of your mind. You are putting things in the right perspective and seeing where you have tripped up and how you have come into this falling into this degradation and having this relationships or relationship outside of your relationship. It helps you. And sometimes you may need even that spiritual support because you have to work on your spirituality because you've thrown that to the wind too. You've let all the little pieces fall apart. And sometimes we need the support of certain ones that we can really trust, like really deep, close people that we can be intertwined with that are maybe like not your parent, but maybe a, a pastor or a best friend that went through this and they have recovered and come through it, but they understand and can tell you, yo, you got to do the work, man. I'm trying to tell you, this is where you got to go. This is what I did, but I don't know how it's going to work for you because we in two different spaces, but I'm here for you to support you. Or maybe you need that friend that is going to be your support system that when you feel weak, they go out there, they play basketball with you, or they, they go and get their nails done with you. If a female that has cheated, you still need support too. This is not all about men, ladies. Don't think this discussion is just for the guys. Because guess what? I see it on both sides of the table. Both sides. This is not a one-sided conversation. So don't take it that way. And fellas, if you're listening, don't think I'm just talking to you because I'm not. I'm talking to everyone that has found their self in this space, this place, and has this nice badge that they have just pinned upon their chest called infidel. That's who I'm talking to. And I'm talking to the ones that may have thought about it but haven't done it yet but are thinking about it, listen and pay attention. Because if you're thinking about it, it's almost like you did it. So you might as well stop, reverse those engines quickly. Because, see, you want to get in front of what you're thinking. You want to control your emotions, your thoughts, your body, and everything else and not have it control you. Because, see, right now, that's what's happening. Your emotions are controlling you. Your desires are controlling you. But you are not controlling them. I'm telling you, whispers, I want to lean all the way into this. Like, we almost doing that lean that Michael Jackson did on that smooth criminal that was, like, kind of like, wow, that's the same kind of lean I want on this. And by having that support system, it also allows you to have a different perspective. It allows you to kind of open up a little bit. Because, see, you have lived your life in secrecy. See, cheating is not something that is like a public thing. That's why even when people get cheated on, they try to hide it. Well, they don't want to talk about it. Nobody can know. Don't you tell nobody. Because... That's what it is. It's a secret. It's a horrible secret. And you're carrying that secret around, just poisoning yourself. When I work with couples or individuals that have or are going through this, I help them to understand that they first need to be able to take the scarlet letter off of their chest. Remember I said you've pinned that to your chest, the infidel? See, Giving them the acknowledgement that, yes, I see you, and yes, you did wrong, but you are willing to fight for yourself and your mate. It requires now 
the third master key has to come into play because that taking of responsibility now and you're taking ownership of the horrible, insidious behavior, even willing now to realize that the waters that have been poisoned, unfortunately, you have been drinking it. And you are poisoning yourself along with your mate. And so sometimes as we do that and we take in that responsibility, you have to acknowledge that you have a place and a space that you have to really start to do and remove and take that letter off of your chest. You have to take it off so you can heal. You cannot keep wearing it like a badge of honor because there's no honor in it. There is no honor in that scarlet letter. There is no happiness in that scarlet letter. And every time you pin it to yourself and you whip yourself and you talk down to yourself and you drag yourself and you pummel yourself, every time you start to see a little glimmer and you just drag yourself back into the mud, do you really think the recovery process can happen? See, there's so many different elements that go into this that just one discussion here on this topic right now doesn't even barely break open everything, even though the doors are blown wide open. It's that deep of a discussion. So many people are trying to move into the fourth master key quickly, that they eliminate all the other steps and they run over to the fourth key like this is going to be the one that's going to fix everything. I'm going to rebuild trust. Okay, that's great. You need to. You and your mate are living in the old house. You know that old show, that whole old, uh, it's the HGTV show, This Old House? And, you know, they go in and they have this house that is like, ugh, you wouldn't even understand why they purchased it. Well, right now, that's the house that you all are living in, this old house. And so for you to start to rebuild the trust, it requires a major renovation. And so major renovations take on the responsibility look. It takes on acknowledgement. It takes on the recovery, the support systems. It takes on all these things. It takes on the transparency. It takes on allowing your mate to know where you are, not feeling like, oh, they're just checking up on me. No, you have broken that trust. So if you say that you're going to be home at a certain time, and lo and behold, you see you running back, you pick that phone up and say, hey, I just wanted to let you know, FaceTime them even. All our phones got FaceTime nowadays. Pick that phone up, let them see where you are. Look, I'm still stuck at the job site or I'm still here, but I'm running a little behind schedule. I just wanted to let you know real quick. So, you know, do you need me to bring anything on my way in? Okay, well, I'll be there in about, I guess, maybe a half an hour, if that. Transparency looks different for all of us. Transparency looks different for each one that is going through this. Maybe you was one of those uh, little sneak away little people that had the cheating on the, on the internet, but now you got everything on blast. Like you using your computer in the in the middle of the floor, you don't have no secret passwords, and if you touch it, it just locks down and everything else. Maybe now they got access to your your passwords and different things. Your phone is not always on silent; it rings out loud now. Have you ever noticed that people that cheat, they never their phones never ring. They never have a sound on it, no matter what it is. Why? You know why? Because they're hiding. They're all in secret. It's time to stop living in a closet and start living out loud. If you say you want to change and you want to be a different person and you want to build your relationship, guess what it means? You have to do the necessary work and you got to take off them old lousy clothes and put on a fresh wear. So this way your mate starts to see and believe you. 
And I'll be like, mm-hmm, okay, sure. That's what you say today. <laughs> because sometimes it is that way. That's what people say today, but that's not what's demonstrated. And it means that you both should follow through on the commitments. That you're committed to being honest and transparent. That you're committed to showing up and being present. And that now you're not going to sneak away. But it also requires now that you have alleviated this extracurricular activity, like how I said that, that you also put some things back into its place because guess what? Idle will cause you to mess up too. So you have to be willing to do certain things to even take up that time. You have to be willing to even do that on both sides of the table that you say, hey, look, you know what, why don't we start going out on Friday to, you know, do this? You know, maybe she likes to get her a pedicure. Maybe you say, look, I'm going to join you. I'm going to go with you. That might not be your thing at all. That might not even be your thing. You might be one of those manly men. I like bare feet. You take your bare claws over there and you sit in the chair and you let the girl just torture you for a few minutes there. And you get your feet done to show her, like, I'm here, hon. Or, you, or maybe he's a guy who he likes to go and have a, a beer or something at a, a sports place because he likes the sound of all the sports stuff. And you say, hey, is it okay if I, like, join you just, just tonight to go there? Or maybe you do something that he likes. Maybe he likes uh, top golf, and you decide I'm going to take you to top golf. Whatever it is, invest in it. Be there. Be present. Be in the moment. See, whispers, recovery looks different for all of us. Recovery sounds different for everyone. And each person's recovery requires different elements. So guess what? Each person that is an infidel or somebody who has cheated, their recovery looks different from yours your recovery looks different from theirs, and even their mate's journey is so different from what your mate's journey is. And then on top of it, as you're doing that recovery process, it's going to require even your mate to be involved in certain aspects of the support system. And that as you going through your therapy process, that there's going to be a part in the space that they're going to come in and they're going to voice certain things. Or maybe they even say in therapy, I don't think this is working. I don't really see where he's sincere. And at first, that may sound like a blow, like they just balled their fist up and punched you right in, that, in the jaw. But you have to realize the journey that they have come past and in and all of the turbulence that they have been through with you. And then we kind of pick up the pieces and we start working. We start mending the house. We take out the old sink that leaks. We put the new sink in, brand new faucets, everything. And we put in set things that it doesn't trigger or it doesn't set you backwards and fall down again. Because, see, that's what it means to uproot, rechange, and recover. It requires, you know... Surviving infidelity is not the end of the road, but rather the beginning of a new chapter in your relationship. And it's important to continue to prioritize your relationship and make time for each other. Even when life gets busy, even when pains arise, and even when you feel like you're tired, you have to be willing to get involved in each other's life plan. You have to be willing, involved into your life journey with your mate. And it's time that you get to sit and talk with each other. The moments that you're starting to build, you actually may start to build something that is so powerful that you never even had in the first place. And some things that you did have, you'll notice that you allowed to drift and away. 
And you'll get to look back and say, how did that happen? How did that gap happen? As you start to rebuild it and you get to put in elements and you start to see the beautiful finishes that are placed into it and you start decorating things differently and placing the element of love in the middle of the relationship, respect in the middle of the relationship, honor in the middle, you start to see the dynamic. You start to feel it. You start to have a different kind of swag. You you like, yeah, that's that's my man. Yes, that's my girl. Yes, that's my person. Oh yeah. It starts to be a different channel. A different vibe. You know, I tell you, this discussion has been very powerful. And one I didn't take lightly at all. Because infidelity is the number one reason for couples getting divorced. It's time that we diagnose this horrible condition, but it's also time that we be willing to work as hard on the recovery, not as hard on contingency plans. Well, he messed up, I'm divorcing you. And see, maybe you didn't have, when you were dating, were your deal breakers on the table. You don't know if your wife, your husband, your significant other, your partner, their deal breaker is that if you step outside of our relationship, it's over. Because you did not have the discussion. Or maybe it never even came up because it never was a thought. And some people can't recover from deep, deep blows. And if that's the case, that there is no recovery and it's flatlined, you must be willing to allow that person to go. And when you do that, you'll see that even for yourself, you still need to have the work done so you don't repeat the history. So you don't become the constant infidel. It requires even more from you now. And it requires that you get serious about it. See, whispers, if you need support and you're ready to do the work, you've got to really tap into the necessary services that you need. Because every illness has a recovery plan or it has a contingency plan of how you can journey through that space and place. And you owe it to yourself, but you also owe it to your relationship. So this has been a powerful discussion. And I'm grateful that you spent your life seconds with me that you allowed me to pour into you and to hopefully fortify you in a way that you needed. But if you still need assistance and help, I tell you constantly, there is a live link to my calendar in each and every episode in the description box. It's a free consultation. And all I can do is offer it to you. But you have to be willing to do the work. You have to be willing to invest in yourself and your relationship. <laughs> Thank you again, Whispers, for listening. You know I'm always here for you guys. I'm always in a safe zone with you. There is no judgment here. It's always where we can come together and have open discussions and be transparent with each other and know that you are in a place and a space that you are heard and validated. Because it's my pleasure and my honor to be able to come in and have powerful discussions like these. And if you would like to connect with me off of the radio, don't forget that I am on Instagram at whispersinabottle underscore podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Whisper in a Bottle. 
We're also on Twitter at Whispers, capital W-H-I-S-P-E-R-S, capital B-O-T-T-L-E. And you know, please, connect with us in our community. Subscribe to the newsletter. We have some different things that are coming in down the pike, invitations that are going to be coming out to you all. And so we would definitely love to have you be a part of the community. And even uh, our private Zoom room uh, is going to be back open uh, coming the middle of next month. So it'll be nice to have you all back in here with us. We've gotten a lot of submissions, so we're looking forward to having you back in the Zoom room as well. And it'll be really nice. And always remember to be safe. Don't forget to check in on your loved ones. Don't forget to check in on yourself. Because sometimes your little self-time is needed. And sometimes we have to be willing to really give ourselves a moment and to be present. So I thank you all. I am your host, Sonia LeRae. I'm a lifestyle relationship counselor, fashion psychologist, educator, and motivational speaker. I look forward to us connecting again, guys. Talk to you again next week. You have been listening to Whispers in a Bottle, Grown Talk Cocktail Fridays with your host, Sonia LeRae, lifestyle relationship counselor, fashion psychologist, educator, and motivational speaker. Please make sure that you review our show. Like, share, and make sure you come back next Friday, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at www.blogtalkradio.com slash whispers in a bottle. Have a great weekend. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.